Welcome to Avid Watchers. My name is Mary-Kate Cheetah. My name is Adam Nix. And today we're going to be discussing the Netflix series, uh, The Queen's Gambit. Um, and it is a limited series, unfortunately. Um, it's set during the Cold War era. Orphaned chess prodigy Beth Harmon struggles with addiction in a quest to become the greatest chess player in the world. Um, and I know it's based on a book, but I know that um, it's not based on anything that really happened, um, which is disappointing. But oh, it's kind of, it's, I didn't even know that. Is it? It's its own like story and everything. Yeah, it. Okay. It's based on a book, but not like the book isn't based on anything that really happened. It's fiction. Hmm. When did you you watched it pretty recently, right? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. I mean, I like I like knocked it out in a weekend, you know. <laughs> wow. Like uh, I just watched it a ton a couple weekends ago and really enjoyed it. And for clarification, there are seven episodes, and they're all like, like what an hour. I mean, we don't have to get into the details. Of <laughs> how little I'm doing right now. Just to clarify, how watching much TV and playing time video Adam games, spent. But... <laughs> <laughs> just so we can get into that a little mm -hmm. bit um <laughs> so um the first thing we're going to talk about is what our favorite episode was um and why and i said episode seven titled end game um and i thought it was the last episode in the series um and i kind of at first i was like i don't want to go basic and do like the last episode but i was like I would be lying if I said anything else. So um, I loved how emotional it was when Beth went back into the orphanage and she saw that Mr. Scheibel had a ton of news clippings about her and like pictures of her and picture of him and her that she took. Um, I thought that was super emotional. And then in that episode, she also gives up her funding from the Christian Crusade um, evangelical Christian group. Um, because she refuses to publicly endorse their agenda, which I thought was like a very empowering moment. And then I also loved seeing more of Jolene, who I thought was like a really cool character that we didn't get to see enough of. Um, and then obviously she beat Borgov, so that was pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to want to pick the last episode there because it's just so much stuff conglomerates there, you know, like you get yeah. the you get her confronting her past you get to her you know seeing her become the best chess player in the world um and yeah like there's just a lot kind of packed in there and i thought it did work pretty well like i was like oh my gosh there's a lot they have they have to deal with in this last episode and i thought it all mm -hmm. worked out pretty well and it was very it was very heartwarming um i did think that even though i really liked the last episode and it like and i liked the whole the series as a whole I part of me was like, wow, this the the last episode here has a lot of like really cliche moments, and I was okay <laughs> with it because it felt made me feel really good. But part of me was like, this is like, I don't know, like all of her friends getting together, like and like calling her. I was like, wait, so they drove like all of them made it to New York in like <laughs> three hours or something to like hang out in this it, dude's basement i don't know honestly i loved weird. that part but it was so cheesy right exactly but i was like oh it's so cute though <laughs> it was like so I was okay with god it. damn it's really yeah. cute even though it's really cheesy at the same time mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah i mean the last the last episode was really good i i also kind of like what you mentioned about the uh 
you know, her turning down the church people is like, it was like an empowering moment, but also it was like in this moment where she just like, did not give a fuck about anything. Like she was just mm-hmm. like, she was just like, no, this is dumb. Like leave. And that was it. And they were like, yeah, oh. you know, it wasn't like here I am being the hero. It was just like, she's like, you guys are dumb, <laughs> <laughs> which I really liked. Yeah. I, this, the episode six was a, another contender for me because I loved when she went to New York and stayed with Benny um but that episode just takes like such a dark turn into depressing like because she i can't remember exactly what happens but i think she like loses oh yeah she loses to borgov because um she like gets drunk the night before her match and then she comes back and she's like asked to go to this chess event near her house and she like shows up drunk and late and like it's just like it's it's a downer for sure yeah well yeah it's like at her lowest point too and like um i don't know those the last like half i think is and i I was reading some reviews that people were saying that like the last half is like more in shambles than the first but i thought the last half was really strong i thought it like did a really good job of like Mm -hmm. hitting really like specific themes in each episode in a way that was like kind of hidden behind like a really solid just like arc of the show in general um so i think even those last four episodes were all like super interesting and all had like really really impressive kind of i guess thoughts you know on what what it means for her to be going through addiction in this time or how it's compared mm-hmm. to like the the people she loves in her life and like chess yeah. and all of that and then her like victory at the end even if it was like cliche but the one um the episode i was thinking of that is just like i guess i think i just really like the cinematography for it was the the uh, and i don't know the name of it but the the one where she beat um benny um i liked the story arc in that episode too because it was like it almost felt like a little bit like imposter syndrome where it's like she goes to this uh she goes to this university where like the united states like chess you know uh um competitions are happening and the winner of the u.s this u.s chess championship goes to russia you know and basically she goes there and has to beat benny uh can't remember his last name um benny watts she has to beat benny watts to be the person that's basically eligible to go to russia for the final competition mm-hmm. now she goes there and like one the, the whole competition this big u.s competition is in like a dingy like university classroom oh, and yeah. they like hang out in a cafeteria one night and she just gets like beat again and again by benny like <laughs> like just like in a casual blitz competition which is like three minutes a person speed chess or whatever speed chess yeah i don't know maybe it was even less than that but like um her coming back around the next day and just like obliterating everybody and also like the like how they kind of jump between different frames of people playing the matches was really interesting like and also like for every episode whenever they actually show an actual chess tournament i was so impressed by how they make that actually interesting to watch from like a tv perspective but in benny's one it was just like really neat to see uh um see how they kind of put all these blocks up and like show I'm, I'm trying to f- make sure i'm explaining it right but you basically have a frame within a frame of the uh, a frame within the tv where it would show like different chess matches and her winning it and like 
they would have like Benny and her constantly staring at each other or like glancing up at each other as they constantly win and end up playing each other at the end of the episode there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was my favorite episode. I, I, I just thought it was really fun to watch, but I think like the, like you said, they were, you just felt really good after the last episode. So I think it was like, if I was going by like, just like good TV and fun feelings, I'd probably go with the last episode. But I think just when it goes a little heavier on the chess, I was always impressed by how they actually made that, made that look interesting. Oh, for sure. And like, as someone who like, isn't interested in chess, even after watching this show, <laughs> it it's like it's what like even though there are like long period like long scenes where they're just playing chess and I have no idea what they're doing, like I'm always interested still. Like they always keep me interested, which honestly is pretty impressive. <laughs> um, I that's funny because I I can't tell if we're talking about the same episode, but my least favorite episode is the third one and it's called Double Pawns. Um. And Beth is invited to a meeting of the Apple Pie Club by the girls who had initially shunned her at school. And basically, like, the, <laughs> the TV comes on and it's like a band and all the girls, like, start singing to the band. And, like, Beth's like, what is happening here? <laughs> and so she, like, goes and, like, steals alcohol and leaves without saying bye to anyone. And I thought it was really funny, but I also felt, like, a little bit attacked. <laughs> Because I so <laughs> you didn't dislike it for any like you just no felt no, no, no 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 that wasn't why I didn't like the episode but okay. I I just feel like in a way it was like those girls were not not nice people um it also was kind of judgmental because I feel like that's what most teenage girls were doing at that point but like obviously she's not most teenage girls and then she's reunited with Towns which is the guy that she has a crush on like. I think maybe the second episode she meets him. Um, and it's, it's, she discovers that he's gay, which I am taking from the Wikipedia, but when I was watching it, it was like kind of unclear to me. Um, like it was, it was clear and it wasn't, it was confusing. Do you agree or no? Yeah. I was questioning it until the end of the episode when she was like, tell whatever that I say hi or yeah. whoever my regards, like then I was like, oh, okay. But in the moment I was like, wait, what just, it would just happened very quickly. Maybe so. that's like what it would be like in that time period where like nothing would be acknowledged. But I was like, S can someone just like say it out loud? <laughs> Cause I'm like a little bit unclear, but, um, basically like she really likes him, but he likes dudes and it's devastating for her. And then I don't know, like, she she loses to Benny, and I, I wrote that it kind of felt like the only episode where nothing really major happens, and it's kind of, I don't want to say filler, because, like, big stuff still does happen, but I, I wrote, of course, I still loved every minute of it, but if I had to pick one <laughs> <laughs> right. that I didn't like. And that, that isn't the episode I'm talking about, because okay. mine is the episode where he she beats Benny. Oh, okay. So maybe that's the um, next one or something. Yeah, so I like I think you're you're on like I, I agree with you in the sense that it's like she was really judgmental to the kids, and I don't think it was supposed to paint her in like the not not really paint her in the best light, but just really show the difference. Like I don't think it sure. was the the sh I don't think the show was judging the girls that were like singing along to the song. They were judging the girls for being mean, but yeah. they, they were like, but like they were like, oh, this is this is the normal night for like 
a group of teens, right? Like right. this is like this is what they'd be doing. But she's like, hell no, I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go drink hard alcohol. Yeah, take a bunch of like like uh, tranquilizers, tranquilizers and play chess on my ceiling right for sure like for sure <laughs> <laughs> um okay so favorite character um i said hey uh i i want to talk about my least favorite scene oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> so sorry okay adam what is your least favorite episode um i, I don't have a least favorite episode particularly or scene um, but this I, I it's like mostly like a conglomeration of scenes that like are my biggest like I don't know if he's even eh, it's it's it, it goes into my biggest frustration with the show where um sh- people from her past come back around in the second half of this the 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 series and they like come up to her and they're like all of a sudden she's like this like sexy like lady and they're <laughs> like wow it was just yesterday that you were like a 13 year old girl <laughs> Like, and now you're hot. And I'm like, what? what? It's like, and what's so weird about it is because, like, I found it so difficult to um, determine or, like, connect the actual age of the people in this show to what they looked like. You know, like, we're yeah. usually in, like, if I'm watching, like, a CW show or something, I'm like, okay, all teenagers look like they're 30. But with <laughs> this, it's like, like, Beth she goes from actually being a kid in the first few episodes to looking like she's 30, but then she ages through the show after she's 30. So it's like the rest of the show is she's 18. I don't think she ever becomes 30. Yeah. No, no, she's never, she's like 18 to 21, but she looks so much older than that. And it made it really difficult for me to know outside of like changes in her hairstyle, like when I should be expecting like, like changes in like you know maturity or changes in like like her actual age and that kind of stuff and then it doubled down when i was like well wait so is this like is how old is um anya taylor joy oh no no how how old are they like the guys like that like that were in her life you know like benny was like 30 or whatever and this or that and it's like it just felt weird sometimes when like these guys would come up and like multiple of them were like wow like you're not a kid anymore like <laughs> like it, it just felt weird i don't know and no, i think yeah. part of it was just i couldn't I, the the age changes in the show and like the how old the actual characters were like i didn't think it was very well done and actually like showing that like she was you know aging and a, yeah or like or like what those age differences were not that it always has to be really focused on or anything but like like not not right like it's not like i'm not saying it's like totally wrong or anything but i'm just saying like it it added a lot of confusion to what i was watching. we were very confused as well like because there were so many guys that were like oh you've grown up like i am going to like hit on you or whatever we were like we didn't know like how old she was most of the time like we were just very confused about like timelines so like sometimes we would be like she's she's like 15 like we like we couldn't like we couldn't tell like how much she had aged and so we were like really concerned that she was being like harassed by these like pedophiles but then like we're like okay no i think she's supposed to be 18 now so it's technically okay but we were like very alarmed by 
some of that stuff because we were just really unclear on how old she was. Because it's like, she's supposed to be younger than a lot of these people. Benny is supposed to be older than most of these people, but she looks older than Benny. Benny looks younger than everybody <laughs> else. And like, uh, um, Harry Beltic and um, uh, DL Towns, the two like chess players that she kind of gets involved with in yeah. different ways, like they could be anywhere between 20 and 40. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> I know. Based, just because like the age differences in this show are really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I'm with you I mean, you obviously, there. Harry Beltic is not 40, but like... I mean, he <laughs> could be, for all we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, in real life, he's 31, but I will say he looks like he could be older. Um, also, shout out to um, Dudley from Harry yes. Potter for <laughs> making an appearance in this. He's had a solid year. He was in The Old Guard earlier this year as the main villain. It's oh. a bad movie, but... uh. It's like, oh, good for cool. him. Good job. Um, <laughs> I never really said who the people were in this, but um, Anya Taylor Joy played Beth, um, Moses Ingram played Jolene, and then we have um some of the men in her life. Harry Melling is Harry Beltic, um, and then Thomas Brody Sangster as Benny Watts, um. And then Marielle Heller as Alma Wheatley. Um, so let's move on to the next one, which is a favorite character. Um, I feel like mine is pretty basic, but I just really loved Beth. Um, and I thought she was very intelligent and brave and um, just her confidence to step into those rooms of all men and just, like, not let that get to her at all was, like, very, um, admirable. So, yeah, that's me. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I've, my favorite's Beth, too. Like, it's just, she's just, like, a great character. Um, I think if I had to pick, like, a, like a secondary character, you know, if you're looking at everybody else, um, I, I, I actually really liked, um, like Harry is it Harry yeah Harry Beltic's character because mm -hmm. I like I was surprised when he came back around like I didn't think he was going to be back in the show right and like I think they did a really good job of like showing like the nuance and like the uncomfortableness that he had a lot of the time you know like when he's like I literally fixed my teeth for you and then she's like <laughs> oh was just, like, talk about something else or like again like the like uh, because of the the like age stuff and I, I like that that makes it like that beginning stuff weird but i think once they got into the flow of what that relationship was i thought there were so many interesting conversations that he got to have with beth yeah no i i guess like <laughs> as a woman i guess i don't know if, if that has anything to do with it or if it's true crime obsession that i have but like he was at I there were like several moments where I couldn't tell if he was like a huge stalker creep or if he was like a good person. Like I was very like back and forth on that. Um and so I can't say that he was one of my favorites just because like I feel like in the end you know that he's like a good person, but it was just so like you got your teeth fixed for her, you called her cuz you knew she was back and her yeah, mom right. had it's died. Like... like it was kind of stalkery. It's totally weird, and I think 
I guess if I was like, who would I be friends with in this show? I would not pick him. <laughs> but it's like I like in terms of characters that I thought were the most like like interesting to watch. Sure. But at sometimes I was totally in the same boat of view. I'm like, what what is up with this guy? And obviously by the end you're like, okay, he is like a well meaning person and yeah. like he just he really does just want the best for Beth. Mm-hmm. You know, like um but you know, I I thought those layers were cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my least favorite character is Alston Wheatley. And he is Alma's husband. And Beth's a strange adopt a estranged adoptive father. And he's the biggest asshole there ever was. <laughs> and he says that Beth can live in her in the house after uh, Alma dies. And then he changes his mind when he wants money. And he makes her pay, like, way more for the house than, like, she should have had to pay. And he's the literal worst person ever. Yeah. No, he, like, totally sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm trying to like yeah i guess like i really he was so dislikable (laughs) and i think like i think it was realistic like i feel like you know people like you can like there are people like that in the world who just like shift all blame outside of themselves you know and like Mm -hmm. like you can see him in these scenes just like knowing that he's a piece of shit but then like in his mind he just turns it around and says well like this and that you know and like i don't know his uh his story arc ended so great because beth just like put him in his place and was like get the hell out of my life um but i totally agree yeah okay cool glad we're on the same page i don't know how anyone would feel differently (laughs) basically but um was there anything that you didn't see coming or anything that you predicted um i kind of i i don't think this is very clever of me or anything but i did kind of see alma dying coming um i feel like in any movie or show when there's a character who's coughing and you don't know why like they're gonna die (laughs) Like, they're, they're placing those coughs strategically <laughs> so that you're like, oh, yeah, she was always right. coughing. <laughs> like, she didn't seem well. Um, so that was kind of like, oh, that's coming. I They were really setting it up for her to die in Mexico just because she seemed more ill than usual. Um, and then they had a scene where she, like, stared at herself in the mirror. And I was like, that was weird. And, like, the next scene, she was dead. And I was like, oh, okay. So she, like, knew she was mm-hmm. going to die or something? I don't I don't know. Um, right. And I I will say that the, the thing that surprised me about the show as well was that I had all of these notions of, like, the terrible things that were going to happen to Beth. Um, I thought that Mr. Shiloh was going to be a huge creep because, you know, obviously, like, a janitor in an orphanage who's, like, hanging out with a girl in the basement like immediately you're kind of like scared and then like he wasn't he was like a great person and then I thought Alma's husband was going to be creepy because they had like a weird thing in the in when they were driving where he looked at her in the mirror and he looked like he hated her and I was like "Uh oh and then he like obviously was just an asshole but he wasn't like a predator um and then I thought as I said I thought Harry Beltic was going to be like a stalker and like she was going to have to like get rid of him somehow like like I didn't know if he was ever gonna leave her alone but then he ended up being a good person too so I just kept thinking that things were gonna be really bad and then they like and then they didn't they worked out and that was actually really nice in the time that we're living in (laughs) yeah and that's exactly what I was gonna say I was like I think my biggest surprise was that 
no one was as menacing as you first thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, both Harry and Benny are really good examples of that. Where I thought Harry was just an asshole and he disappeared and that was it. You know, like he served his purpose in the show. But no, then he came back and he was like this. He turns into this like integral part of Beth's life for mm-hmm. a period of time. Uh, and same with Benny. I thought he was like I really thought he was going to be one of the big like opponents of this mm-hmm. show. You know that it was going to be them or like him like. I don't know. I thought he was going to be a little bit of a villain, but you know, that turns on itself too. And it's just, she's, Benny's the first person that she can actually relate to in a certain way because he's closer to her level of like ability. Obsession you know? too. And then you even get to, um, uh, what is it? Borgov? Mm-hmm. You even get to Borgov and he's, he's like so a good friendly person. <laughs> at the end. He like yeah. gives her a hug and applauds her. It's like, and I think they, th- that was intentional for them to make you feel like these are the villains. But in the end, it's like like chess as a community, you know, is like what saved her or helped her. You know, mm-hmm. So I, I guess I, did, I always thought there was going to be more to this stuff or I thought there was going to be someone cheating in the chess tournament or something. But it was a lot more wholesome than that. And I was OK with that. Yeah, I, I, in the year 2020, wholesome is welcomed. Yes. <laughs> it was very nice. It was refreshing. Um. So if you could change anything about the plot, what would it be? I, my only wish, because like the show, I feel like is like, in a way it's perfect, but (laughs) I wish that Jolene would have been in more of the show because I really liked her character and I felt like I just expected her to be in more of it, I guess. Um, So I was, I just wanted to see more of her. That's all. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's not. I think some of the cliche aspects, like I was okay with the ending, but like I thought some of the stuff with like her addiction and how that like actually works within her life was like a little like basic compared to other like depiction of that depictions of that. Like, uh, like I, I always like roll my eyes a bit where like, and I get it for like TV and like for like the story arc that this happens, but like I roll my eyes a bit when it feels like she's just like, snap i i'm done with these pills and now i'm gonna become the world champion of chess you know it's like, <laughs> um like it's just uh like i think they tried to go into like the nitty-gritty of it sometimes but it just didn't always land because like this i feel i think like saying that like oh when you have like when she takes these pills she has this superpower to um like you know look at the ceiling and like you know play out her chess moves and stuff and like she has these it's like she's like like omnipresent in some way with or that's not the right word but just like she yeah. can like see everything and then it's like at the end it's like but she had it in her the whole time like all of it just felt a little on the nose and like <laughs> like not that like i don't know it's just a lot more nuanced than that and like i just feel like <laughs> You don't get superpowers from doing drugs. <laughs> so I, I, I thought that was just like a little basic. And I enjoyed it for the show and I like for the messages they were trying to put out and like her character as a whole, it worked. But. I think you could easily convince yourself that you needed them in order to perform, even if that's not true. Right. But it's like, like, uh, I mean, when until the very last moment they make that like a fact in the show like it just felt like uh yeah i don't know it just didn't really work totally for me okay 
Um, so which actor or actress won the show for you? I said Anya Taylor-Joy, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, her performance was great, um, but I also loved Thomas Brody Sangster, who played Benny. Um, and I thought he was playing, like, a very different character than I'm used to seeing him play. And he somehow makes a ridiculous, cocky, douche, charming, and heartfelt and I, because I feel like, I mean, I haven't seen him in a ton of things, but, like, he was obviously in Love Actually, and he was also in, um... Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of... He's in Game of Thrones? Oh, he's yeah! He's the Reed kid. Oh, yeah, and then he's also in Maze Runner. Um, and I just feel like, obviously, none of those characters are like this one. And I... He reminded me of Harry Styles at certain moments, like, the way that he dressed and, like, his hair and, like, how he carried himself. Um, which is a very different vibe than he's used to giving out, I feel like. But um, why are you smirking at me? I'm just enjoying hearing you talk. <laughs> Sorry. I brought up Harry Styles immediately. <laughs> he smirked. Anyways, um, but, yeah, so I would say definitely Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, I... You know, she's the star of it. It's all about her. So um, she definitely took up most of the screen time. And I loved every second of it. Um, And I've seen her in stuff before. And I'm sure we'll see her in a ton of stuff going forward. Like, I feel like she's just, like, if she's not already... star material, right? Yeah, totally. Like, (laughs) is going to be a household name, for sure. Yeah. How about you? Um... I mean, obviously, Anna Taylor-Joy, if I was going to go outside of that, it's, all, it's really hard, because I think that everybody did such a good job. Like, like I thought the acting was just really top-notch, from, like, the actual bad guys, like, the dads in the story, to, like, Anna Taylor-Joy, to the random side characters. I just thought, like, I, ne- I didn't... Even that... Do you remember that kid who, like... <laughs> She played, like, even where he's, like, have you been to drive-in movies? Or, like, yeah. every single person, like, felt so, like, real. And, like, even if they had a really small part, like, the random people she would play, um, the characters were just so good. And I think all the acting was just top-notch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, but I think if I would pick one um, that uh, that wasn't Anya Taylor-Joy, I would probably go with... Um, Thomas Brody Sangster or her mom, which I think she played a really interesting role. Marielle Heller. Yeah, Marielle and like those, like the mood swings she would deal with and that kind of stuff were just interesting to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. And I thought she did a good job. Awesome. I, for our next question, it's would you recast anyone? And I really wouldn't. Um, I thought it was cast really well. How did you feel? Yeah, I think so. So, um, I thought that this show came at a time when we really needed something to help us escape, and it was very cathartic to watch a young woman kick all of these cocky dudes' asses in chess. <laughs> and I also think on top of that, I thought the filmmaking was really impressive, and I would love if this show won some Emmys. Oh, it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> most watched limited series whatever that means i don't know what any of these stats mean anymore but um yeah no it was just really nice to watch and it was just like a that you, you like you know 
she's going to be the world champion of chess by the end. Right? Oh, for it's sure. Like, it, just feel, it just felt really good to watch. And that's why I was just able to knock this show out so quickly. And mm-hmm. like, it's this, like the, the like film direction in it, and I thought like the style in it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was pretty addicting. Like I would always want to watch more, even though it was like time to go to bed. I was always like trying to convince my roommates to watch more of it. Um, I, I listened to a podcast, um, pop culture happy hour, and they interviewed a professional chess player who, um, a girl who played professionally. And she said that the depiction of that whole chess world was really represented well in the show. Um, and she actually said that more, um, chess players probably would have been struggling with substance abuse because, um, a lot of chess players have very, like, addictive personalities, so a lot of chess players struggle with that, um, which I thought was really interesting. And then she also said that, like, she's, like, younger, like, she's probably around, like, in her 20s right now, um, and she said that, like, she experienced, like, way more sexual harassment than Beth did in the show, and said that, like, men were, like, talking down to her a lot and also like she like would be underage and they'd still be like being inappropriate with her um do you know who 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 it was that was being interviewed um i can find it why i've just been watching like streams of chess players that just in like uh i know i don't think she plays anymore oh really okay um because she basically realized that she didn't want to like give up her whole life to just focus on chess and she wanted to do other things and if you want to be like a champion like it has to be like your entire life that's fair (laughs) (laughs) yeah um her name is linda diaz oh okay um and she it says she is a chess expert (laughs) um but yeah so that was a really interesting perspective to hear like a girl who had competed in chess championships and things like that um and see if she thought it it was portrayed well which it was which was good to hear um yeah that was super interesting if anyone wants to check that out that's pop culture happy hour um their queen their queen's gambit episode nice yeah i mean my kind of just like thoughts after the end were i know you said that you literally have no interest in playing chess still but like (laughs) Like, I, I played chess here and there, you know, through, um, I don't know, middle school, high school area randomly, and I was literally always bad at it. Like, I, like I knew what I was doing, you know, I knew what all the pieces did, but it's not like I was studying openings or anything like that or a part of any clubs, but, like, I knew enough and would play apps on it here and there that, like, I had fun with it. And it's been really, like, after the show, I just, I dived back in, and it's been really, really fun. Like... I'm glad I'm happy for you. Chess.com is a really like solid social platform. You can hop on and like play anybody over the world. And they actually have a, an AI where you can play Beth Harmon at every single age. So, and it's like, she let, like she's much, you know, obviously she's like unbeatable at the top and she's like my level right now when she's like six years old. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I thought that was a really neat idea. And I guess, compared to when I was on chess.com or played chess like over 10 years ago to now, I'm like, oh my God, this website is amazing. Like the, the amount of like uh, resources they have for people to actually get good at chess and like 
just learn about it and be a part of a community is really neat. Um, and then I also like, you know, on Twitch, uh, you know, it's usually for like video game streamers, but there's a whole world of chess streamers out there. People who just like live stream their chess games and talk through it. And they're like the grandmasters of chess. So the like literally like, like people at the same level as what Beth would be at, you know? And now they're just like sitting there and talking to like a, an audience about that. <laughs> right. And you get to see someone actually talking through that in real time. And I think that's really neat. And I had no idea that, I mean, I, I, I kind of had an idea that people would probably do this because it's the internet and there's anything on the internet do, sure. but like, I had no idea it was so popular and like, I'm sure there's a huge influx in popularity right now from Queen's Gambit alone. Totally. But it's really fun watching these people like actually talk through that stuff. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You're way smarter than me, <laughs> but like, wow, you're, you're cool to watch. Nerd. So, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> But it, it's just, it's really neat. And I think that's kind of my biggest, like, random kind of takeaway from the show is that I'm just really enjoying playing chess now. And I've got, like, four games on chess.com going <laughs> right now. <laughs> As so. we're recording. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to what we've been watching since we last talked. Um, I mentioned that I was watching The Undoing and Murder, Murder on Middle Beach when we last talked, um, and I had just started them, and of course, I'm done with them, um, and <laughs> I really liked both of them. I mean, I think The Undoing is, like, it's kind of, like, <laughs> really well-crafted trash, <laughs> like, it's just, like, a drama, and it's just, like, it's, it's, like, a mystery, like, a murder mystery, and, like, honestly, like, my biggest gripe with them is that, like, their portrayal of the murder victim was, like, really, like, one note, and, like, they didn't really give her, like, any depth, and I thought that was a weird choice, um, because I guess I was just hoping they would do a better job with that, but, um, yeah, it was, like, a really fun time if you are into that stuff, um, and then Murder on Middle Beach is a true crime documentary, and it's super well made, and it's only four episodes, and I really recommend it. It's on HBO. And then the other two things that I wanted to talk about was The Flight Attendant, which is an HBO show. I feel like I'm just, like, HBO spokesperson at this point, but um, <laughs> <laughs> they just make such good stuff. So um, it's the show starring, do you know the girl, Kaylee Kuko? I don't know how to say her last name, but she was on The Big Bang Theory. Um, and she is starring in this new show where she's a flight attendant and basically like she like has this like one night stand with this guy in Bangkok and then she wakes up the next morning and he's dead next to her. Um, and then it kind of just goes from there and it gets like, you know, much more complicated and like she kind of is like, she's an alcoholic and she's kind of unraveling, but like she's also trying to like solve what happened to him and it's just really, it's... It's kind of like a can't stop watching kind of like binge show, but because it's HBO, you actually have to wait for like the next episodes and it's like infuriating. <laughs> um, and then I just watched the Netflix film The Prom. And um, if you want to see my review, it's on MK Recommends It on <laughs> Instagram. Nice. Um, it wasn't my favorite. It was. It was good, though. If you like musicals, you'll definitely enjoy it, and it has a great message, but it's um, it's pretty over-the-top, 
And as I like to say about Ryan Murphy, like, it kind of feels like an after-school special at some points. I'm not the biggest Ryan Murphy fan anymore. I used to love Glee, but I just don't really like his style as much anymore. So I think that has to do with it a lot. So maybe if you like his style, you'll like it. So, yeah, I don't want to, like, hate I, I've on I've heard, him, but... um, and this is just me saying random stuff on the internet, but, like, I heard James Corden is just really annoying in it. <laughs> yeah, I've been like, seeing that stuff. I was really frustrated stuff. with this character, and, but I don't know anything about the show. I, I was interested in it, though. It is weird that, like, they cast a straight man in that role. Like, a gay director cast a straight man in a gay role. I was like, was that necessary? I think it was just, like... But... The characterization, at least what I was reading, it was like his characterization was just like weird and annoying. <laughs> you know, like more, it was just like, oh, they just, people didn't like him as a character. I could definitely see that being being the okay. case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go ahead. But yeah, I, I, I literally know nothing about the show. It's just some random article I read. So. <laughs> no, yeah, I think that's a definitely <laughs> a common feeling. Um, so I basically just been watching christmas movies in the background while i do other stuff (laughs) because cassie's always got like really really uh let's just say rough christmas (laughs) movies on (laughs) um but they're actually really fun to watch obviously with you know it being the holidays and stuff so i'm just gonna name off a few that i've kind of knocked out over the last uh few couple weeks i don't even know um so we talked about this. We were um, obviously it was holiday. That was the first one, mm-hmm. and we then we watched, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then we watched. Um, I'm told. Uh, what, what was the episode we almost did? An ep- What did we almost do an episode on? Oh, um, happiest season. Happiest seasons. With we, we both watched that and I liked it. I've heard there some some people have some issues with it and I do get that. Uh, but I did think it was just like a nice movie to watch. Yeah, for, for most sure. Of it. Um, and then we get into the rough ones. So, uh, <laughs> Operation Christmas Drop, starring Cat Graham and Alexander Ludwig. You might know Cat Graham from <laughs> The Vampire Diaries the Vampire as Diaries. Bonnie the Witch. Um, this this movie was. Not good, but it wasn't, like, terrible. <laughs> okay. But uh, she flies off to a military base and, like, is supposed to shut it down because it's wasting money for the government. Um, but, like, the military base, like, drops Christmas presents to everybody or something like that. And it's all, like, like uh, I don't know. He's like, I'm a, such a good guy. And she's like, wow, he's so good. And, like, I should think again about, like, being a politician and stuff like that. <laughs> And it's just like, okay, all right, like, calm down. And also, like, the whole movie, like, they're, like, they're, like, trying to find reasons to close this military base down. And the guy's like, no, all of this stuff we do, like, all the gifts we give to all of, like, the people around these different islands, um, it's n- it doesn't use a cent of the taxpayers' dollars. It's like, we, we it's all donations. Like, these people that already don't have a lot of money donate the rest that they have for this. It's like, okay, well, okay, take a step back. What if it just, like instead of us paying for this military base and all the weapons on it we did just pay for donations instead or like what if it was from the taxpayer dollars and we just didn't spend like i was like why are they trying to say like oh this isn't the taxpayer dollars (laughs) like (laughs) like all of it has to be donations for the u.s to do like one good thing abroad (laughs) um that was basically that whole movie is like 
as long as it doesn't affect the taxpayers, <laughs> you can do your little fun thing where you donate to people in need. All right, as long as the United States does not have to pay for this shit. Like, <laughs> Sounds about right. So then we have Princess Switch switched again, which I only saw just the very ending of it. You know, again, most of this I'm just listening in the background, but I never saw the first Princess Switched. Um, Mm-hmm. And this one was pretty goofy to watch, but it was really bad. But at least I think they know how bad it is. Like, they really just lean into it. Um, so there are three different <laughs> versions of Vanessa Hudgens in this one. Um, and just a lot of hijinks. Uh, For sure. Like that. I'd probably recommend that over the uh, Christmas Drop one. Um, and then we have... Okay. This is the last one. Um so the last movie, uh, the last Christmas movie I've seen so far is called Midnight at the Magnolia or something like that. I'm not completely <laughs> sure in the name. Um, struggling a bit to remember it. But like, wowza, this one was bad. Um, the premise is that these two people run a radio show and they're best friends like forever. Like they've all, this girl, this, this man and this woman have been best friends since like high school. And they're, like, obviously in love with each other, but, like, haven't realized it yet or whatever. Um, and, like, the whole... They, they they run a dating advice show, but they're obviously really bad at dating because they love each other. And at the <laughs> same time, their parents, their, their dads, both own a jazz bar together. And the jazz bar is shutting down, even though it's the best jazz bar in Chicago. Um, and... Uh, they're trying to save the jazz bar and eventually fall in love through this movie. And... Um, it was just really bad. It was just really, really bad. So nice. Um, really great yeah. recommendation. I'll probably watch. <laughs> I'll probably watch some more. If like, if you're gonna actually pick one out of those to watch, um, oddly, I guess I'd probably say the princess switch. Switched again for sure. <laughs> Switched again, yeah. Um. So I forgot this part of it. We forgot to give it an avidity rating. The Queen's Gambit. Um. And. I gave it a 90 out of 100. Yeah, um, I think... Uh, oh, same page? Gonna, yeah, I would also put it at that. You know, <laughs> okay. like, it was just a... I'd recommend it to anybody. You know, there's yeah. obviously some points where I think, like, some improvements are needed, but it's never at, like, the detriment as, of the show as a whole. Like, I, I don't think I've no had... no improvements needed. It's perfect. <laughs> so isn't that 100? <laughs> no, but, like, I don't want to be giving those out willy-nilly, you know? Uh... like. Like, oh, okay. like, <laughs> like Little Women, Greta Gerwig edition. That's a, that's a hundred out of a hundred. But then you can't call it perfect if you're giving it a 90. Okay. They should have had Jolene in it more. That's where they lost me. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're critics. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, it's probably my, the fav- my favorite show I've seen this year, even with the places I like was frustrated with it. And they were just so minuscule that like. Yeah. I think if anybody was like, Adam, what show should I watch this year? I'd probably just say this one because I know anybody yeah. would like it. Yeah. I've watched so many shows. I was just overwhelmed when you said that. But <laughs> um, um, So you guys should follow us at Avidity Mag um, on Instagram and Twitter and then our Avidity Magazine page on Facebook if you want more content. Um, and then we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye.